0: All right, well, thanks a lot for coming. We've been playing for three and a half hours. Now we'd like just a minute of your time to say
1: something about the environment.
0: Preacher! Oh, you Shut up and play! Preachy! are not being preachy. But the pollution in your lake is dissolving our barge. I thought they touched on a vital issue.
1: I beg to differ. Welcome, Basky Cases, to Side 2 of Geek Seller Episode 244, The Blue Episode. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And we are back now to talk about our favorite albums of the year, 1994. We had a shit ton of stuff we talked about on, on Side A when we talked about the singles and the soundtracks and everything. And we got a lot of great social media, so if you haven't listened to that episode... Go back and listen to it; it's fantastic. We had a lot of great uh, contributions from a lot of great people, uh, but I think it's time because we got land. We got to talk about some of these albums, some of which were, which were brought up in in the first part by some of our um, by some of our contributors. But who wants to kick us off? Ladies You first. know something
2: that came up, same up something that came up repeatedly was Nine Inch Nails, the Downward Spiral.
1: There we go. Awesome. Yep.
0: You let me violate you. You let me desecrate you. You let me penetrate you. You let me complicate you Help me I broke apart my insides Help me I've got no soul to save.
2: And uh
1: that is on your list, Catherine.
2: It is on my list, which is why I'm talking now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like this was this was much harder than Pretty Little Hate Machine. Um, oh, God. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. But it's still it's still the album that you put on when you're like. It's like, oh, this breakup sucked and I'm miserable and I hate everything. <laughs> and But it's 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 really good. And, uh, you know, and then this is the album that brought us Hurt, which is a uh, song that uh, Trent Reznor has since ceded to Johnny Cash for his cover of it.
1: Yeah, it was weird going back and listening to the Nine Inch Nails Hurt because I'm so used to the Johnny Cash version now.
3: Right. And it's funny because. That's the that's become the iconic version of that song. Right.
2: And partly because Trent Reznor recognized that he was like, "Nah, that's good. I'm I'm done. I'm good."
1: Yeah, exactly. I am hey. I am I am retiring this jersey. Yeah, game recognizes game. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's also it's also, you know, an honor that like I'm Trent Reznor and it's like Johnny Cash covered this song. Yeah. And did a really good job, and understood what I was saying, and understood the story, and did it so very well. So that's just yeah. Like, yeah. I,
3: I mean, I, yeah. I think well, I think if there's anybody who could have outside of, you know, the genre of nine inch G- nails who could understand it, it would be Johnny Cash.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. Because right. he, I mean, he wrote country songs that were essentially saying the same thing. Right. But,
2: and but, it yeah, was it's, so it's so, weird. I feel like
1: the dinosaur Spiral is more like, it feels like a concept album.
2: Oh, yeah. It's totally which a I concept to album. Yeah. I have, yeah, it's, it's totally a concept album. I have the, you know, I have the original CD here, which was like, it's in a cardboard sleeve with a separate book for the album, and then it's got one of the early thin jewel cases. Oh,
1: yes, oh, I wow. had that one.
2: With like all of the the art on it, and the
1: uh,
2: yep, yeah, the art, and then like you, you're like, oh, it's a CD, and you open it, and then you see the art of the downward spiral of the conch shell on the on the CD, and it's just like, yeah, it is. Yeah, Trent Reznor is an artist and does stuff, and he's also an awesome producer.
1: Yeah. And now he makes music for Disney films.
2: Because he's knew? an excellent producer. Didn't see that coming? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, he and Atticus Finch have uh, uh, won two Oscars for doing movies. They, they won one for Social Network and one for uh, Soul. Nice. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, it's weird because it's like, I think I like more individual songs off of Pretty Hate Machine. But yeah. as an overall concept, the Downward Spiral is is a pretty amazing feat as, you know, the official follow-up. Because there was that, that other album, like the the Broken EP, oh, that came yeah. out in between them, yeah. Um, but that really just seemed – I feel like that was all, like, outtakes of Pretty Hate. Um, whereas yeah, this is much. more, you know, this was definitely all – conceived after the fact.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this this definitely has its own yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, downward spiral has a you know it's it's consistent, it's all it's all pulled together.
1: Yeah. It also drives me nuts when I was trying to like put stuff on like mixtapes. Things thing <laughs> are just end suddenly. God damn you
2: Yes, yes. Oh yes. This that was the other thing is like once the once the CD became a thing you know this this was the era where CDs were like really dominating and so people did like to blend things together and blend more and blend more and blend more and so you're like I just want to put this song on my mixtape because <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was kind of you know uh we we poor mortals couldn't like rip albums and put well. things together and blend yep. them so you were like, "All right, I'm gonna rip the CD, and not even rip the CD. I'm gonna like, I want to record this song onto my CD, uh, onto my tape, and it's just hard to cut it just right to get." Oh no, I- it's it,
3: it, it's it's funny you mentioned that because one of my albums is notorious
1: for doing that. Oh God, which we can get you right after we finish with the downward spiral, Joe. Um, <laughs> it's. Oh god! The why? Why do they produce albums like this? Seriously, don't they know? <laughs> don't this they art. know? I'm gonna mis- I'm gonna mistake hurt for a love song for some odd reason and throw that onto some uh, some mixtape like an idiot. Did you? I didn't.
2: Okay. But you know what? I,
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have put it past myself to have done that. <laughs> I was not. Bright. You weren't in the
3: good place.
1: No, I was not. No, I was not a good place. Remember we were talking earlier about what state were we chemically in nineteen ninety four? So uh <laughs> anywho. Catherine, anything else you gotta say about the downward spiral before we go over to Joe's insidious uh offender of, of of the blending of tracks?
2: Uh not that I could think of, no. Except that I still have the C D that I bought back in nineteen ninety four or ninety five. I'm fairly certain I still uh, have mine. Oh, yeah, I've got it right here with my uh, parental advisory explicit lyrics sticker (laughs) on it.
1: (laughs) I'm fairly certain, though, that my my jewel case has snapped, like the little wings that hold the the, the hinge door on have snapped because that thing was waffer thin.
2: It was waffer thin, but I've always kept it carefully protected in the cardboard sleeve, so it's still okay.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah, no, I'm just a... A lot,
2: of, just, a lot okay. of my... Yeah, a lot of my other jewel cases have died, but that one, not so much, actually.
1: Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, Joe... All right. What, el- what, what <laughs> album were you referring to on your list here?
3: Oh, I think we both know which one I'm talking about, because it's also a band that's notorious for doing that, too. And that would be Pink <laughs> Floyd, The Division Bell.
0: the yeah. yeah.
1: Oh my God! I forgot this album existed. <laughs> I really do. I <laughs> apologize. I totally forgot this album existed. I thought by the time, um, you know, the momentary lapse of reason album came out, that was it. They were just putting out live albums from then on. There. I just totally forgot Division Bell came out.
3: Well, it's actually it's funny you you, you bring up um, momentary lapse of reason because yeah yeah this was the follow up to that the studio follow up to that album which is you know the the first david gilmour pink floyd album this was yeah. the second studio gilmour floyd al- album but this one i think is way better than momentary lapse of reason and for the for the sim- simple reason that this album is more cohesive thematically than momentary lapse of reason was okay and, and, and I'm saying a, in the sense, hmm?
2: they had a momentary lapse of reason,
1: and you expect that to be <laughs> yeah. coherent. Well, the thing is also with momentary lapse of reason uh, is that oh my god, <laughs> it, it definitely it felt like it was geared more for singles than it was like the Pink yeah. Floyd way of of making like one forty five minute song that is broken up into chunks, hmm.
3: right right, and this and it, and again, it goes to the, to that the blending of tracks because this in this album one track leads directly into another, you know the the interstitials of the of the songs you don't know when it starts and when it begins, and they have a the thing for bells they of course it's called the division bell, so there's a lot of church bells ringing in this album. <laughs> <laughs> I but, no, but I think and, and, and yeah, and it has it, got a lot of good tracks. A lot of you know, and me being you know somebody who loves guitars and you know guitar playing, yeah. it showcases how talented David Gilmore is as a guitar player, especially like the end songs like um, uh, uh, Great Day for Freedom." Um, yep.
4: Jesus I can't believe it.
3: I complete I actually had this the album pulled up I completely yeah. completely forget all the songs god damn it <laughs> uh, pulls apart you know the they're very the solos on it just have a way of eliciting emotion that momentary of reason couldn't mm. so but yeah but like, mm. me, like for me the, the the standout songs are pulls apart uh and coming back to life those are just those are the I think the two best songs on the on the album.
1: Interesting. Okay. I've never given this one a fair shake, to be honest with you, because, again, I forgot it existed. I do know, though, that my wife actually has seen Pink Floyd live because she went to this tour. Oh, nice. Yeah. I can't remember if it was she missed her senior prom or this was, like, the day before her senior prom and then she went to the senior. I, I don't remember. All I know is it was the Great Woods. Um I wasn't in the picture yet, so there was, you know, I, I can't get that story straight. So, all right, well, uh, Mike, yeah, hit us with a little bit of that down home country, my friend.
4: Okay, uh, I did a little bit of a switch up. Uh, I did have a little Texas kick, a little on my uh, on my album list, but I was like, eh, I really only like like two songs from that <laughs> one, so I moved that to the uh, honorable mention. I switched it with Brooks and Dunn's third album Waiting on Sundown.
5: She's out to find out how she'll do without him Her hands are shaking Her heart's pounding By the way she's drinking His memory
1: Just yeah, switch this up after I made the playlist. I didn't get a chance to listen to this yet, so please. Yeah, explain. no, I literally,
4: I literally just switched it up like five seconds ago. Ah, sneaky. Yeah, well, I'm I was, just going, I was just going over the uh, the playlist here, the like the song list, and I like know so many more songs and like so many more songs on the Brooks and Nunn album that I was like, yeah, I I love the song "Kick a Little" by Little Texas, but yep, that one song does not make the entire album for me so i had to do okay. it i mean um wait i mean waiting on sunday has got little miss honky-tonk which is just a really fun like kind of a you know two-step song it's just a nice little nice little dance song whatever um she's not the cheating kind which is i, I for my for my pick it's my favorite song off of that one um uh you're gonna miss me when i'm gone and another one um and uh, whiskey under the bridge, whiskey under the bridge, which is another little nice fun song from them. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there, they are consistently considered one of the best duos in country music, and rightly so. They're they're, they're they just harmonize with each other so great. Um, and um, yeah, it's. Just, I, it's just a solid album all, right, all the way around, which, I mean, most of their albums are pretty solid. This, is, this isn't my favorite album of theirs, but it's still a really, really good, solid one. So that would be my that's my first pick here.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I'm sorry I can't speak to it because it's just yeah. added in there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I knew that would be a in, problem. In good faith, I did listen to the other four. So. Nice. <laughs> and you. Kick a Little. I did listen to Kick a Little, so. Yeah, it is that that is just a fun song though, it really yeah. is. It is. I mean, it's just there is an era, and I think this is going to come up a lot when we discuss these things. That there is just that country bar atmosphere that some of these songs that you picked, yeah, have. It's like, all right, well, you know, you're just going to get your, uh, you know, going to drink another uh, Budweiser, put it down in the bar, do your do your step dance, and then go right back to the bar. Maybe go to yeah, the jukebox. Much, yeah. Everyone's wearing jeans. Everyone's wearing jeans and boots.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah. Early '90s, early to mid '90s was really my sweet spot for country. Um, I mean, I, I I kept with it for like into the early 2000s, but that's when I really kind of I was like, yeah, okay. Um, you know, once I once I really kind of got out of college, and
0: right?
4: Country, I was like, I, I just didn't follow it as much as I used to, except um, <laughs> well, yeah, except one of our managers at a at Verizon. He, he uh, she uh, played us a few songs that I didn't enjoy.
1: Okay, all right. Now let me ask you because you'll probably know this better than than, than me and uh, Catherine Joe. Feel free to, to 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 pipe in on this as well. But when did like the this bar style of country music kind of fade out of? Did it go from oh, like, I, I, the, oh, like did exactly the line what. dancing? Bar style? Did it go immediately to the the, the uber jingoistic patriot? You know, super oh, I, patriotic, oh, Andy, and then went to pro Country. Uh, yeah, Andy, I can tell you
3: exactly when because
1: day of days. Guess who passed away today? Yeah, I. Well, I was just going to bring that up too. That, that as we are recording this, this is uh, Toby Keith had just passed away of stomach cancer. Um, hey, happy Dixie Chicks Day. <clears throat> yeah, but it's just <laughs> like just just but, the but yeah just the chicks now but, but yeah, I, it got me thinking that, though it was, it's like it, what is was there a transit, was there a period in between like what mike's talking about here with like the line dancing bar happy country music was there anything in between that and uh boot in your ass for you the the, you know for the stars and bars was I there anything 9/11. like in between yeah it 9/11. Was, no it was it was it, yeah it was 911 and
3: then after that the uh the Iraq war
0: yeah. And then when you right. got
3: Toby right. Keith and that became the predominant
1: okay form of country I was, music. I was just was curious that. about that cuz now it's now it's all bro country.
4: I mean, it, yeah, th- th- honestly I yeah. I don't I don't much care for that song of Toby Keith's, but I like a lot of his other songs because he he actually he was having fun with it other than that one that right. one song. With I, I mean, I didn't he, realize how long Jackson he's been around. Even Alan Jackson, that stupid like "Stairway to Heaven" song. Yeah, I
1: yeah, I had no idea how long how long Toby Keith had been around. He was around during this era, right? Oh yeah,
4: yeah. Um, it, okay. but it, honestly, it wasn't until his album, um, uh, it, uh, how do you like me now? That okay? I, I think I think he actually that was his first album with a new record label, and it was. Uh, really, at that point forward, that he was just like, you know what, let's just have some fun, because that's when he had, like, Red Solo Cup, I Love This Bar. Oh, yeah, You know, the the, the more fun yeah. songs that I love him for.
1: He changed with the times, for yeah. better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to... Well, thank you much for doing that. I just I was just really curious about that, because I'm like, I know it didn't transition. Like, I, I didn't know if there was a, an era in between that so all right as as as,
3: i I will say as as kind of an aside to the rise of bro country and you know this kind of again love for the stars and bars and crap it did give rise to more a more appreciation for alt country and roots rock right Uh, so for so so for me it opened up my eyes to artists like Lord Huron and and Hayes Carl who are not broke country, but they're not you know, they're they're, they're considered like roots rock and you right know, Americana. Well, still so having what about Darius Rucker? Oh god.
1: Geez. Oh god. Well we'll be we talking about Darius in just a few. Yeah. But uh yeah, and it so also
4: on country song, country
1: album. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy to me. Um. So, all right. Well, I'm gonna uh, take the mic now, and I'm actually gonna bring up one that is near and dear to Geek Salad. Yes, because yes, 1994 is. was the year that Sugar released "File Under Easy Listening." I was which wondering when we get to this song. Yeah. For long-time listeners of the show, our original open. Oh God, yeah, 244 episodes ago, uh, we kicked off. The first episode of Geek Salad with Sugar's uh, Your Favorite Thing, which comes from this album. And on and on for at least the first hundred episodes, this was our theme song. Um, this album, though, is, I mean, it's a, it's a sugar album, so I'm going to immediately love it. It's just, you got that great, you know, you got Bob Mould's great sonic guitars. I just, there's something about, like, every single one of the songs is just, like, they, they do the riff, and then you get this, this terrific little drum fill. In between each and every verse, and it, it just it works. It's a it, it works as a cohesive unit. Um, Your favorite thing is a fantastic song, but it kicks off with "Gift," which is just pounding guitars. Uh, but then towards the end of the album, they switch things up. Um, and I put this this one on the um, on our playlist. Uh, Believe what you're saying, which is more of a pretty much an acoustic. Um, I can't believe you're breaking up with me song and it's really it's just it's it's really it's it's kind of sweet how how it plays out and it just it's able to shift things up from going from super hard to doing something punk pop punky like like your favorite thing um but just keeping keeping the whole vibe of Something that was keeping Bob Bull very entertained, because this is – I think his most fun music comes from Sugar. He had some great stuff with Swiss do. He's done a lot of great solo stuff. But the stuff he did with Sugar is just so much fun to listen to. Um, I actually have the live – in case you didn't feel like showing – oh, good lord. I don't remember the name of the album now. Um, I have it on vinyl, but uh, they they put out a live album as kind of like a bonus for a – for a sides that they released the following year and it sounds uh, the joke is o- as uh, is always on us sometimes that's the name of that album um it's a live album and they did they did almost every track from uh file under easy listening live on it and it just sounds so good and they they, they play out li- well live too but overall it's a fantastic album definitely recommend high high recommend high high recommend
2: Cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And with that, with, with, with that pause, that you could drive a dump truck through. Let's move over to Catherine. Catherine, what's your next album?
2: Uh, let's talk about Soundgarden's Super Unknown album. <laughs>
1: This might be Ooh. my favorite Soundgarden album.
2: Yeah, this one this one's good. It's got a lot of great singles came off of this album.
1: Yep. More more than I realized actually.
2: Yeah, right?
1: Yeah. yeah like is- I was going through that list when I was putting like I added a couple to the playlist and I'm like, "Oh shit, this is on there too." No shit, this yeah. is on there too. My <laughs> god.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, uh, Fell on Black Days, Spoon Man, yeah. and then there's, of course, uh, uh, Black Hole Sun, which <laughs> one day... Also like, appeared on
1: Beavis and Butthead.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was over five years ago. I was at uh, Olive Garden with my mom Anna, on the <laughs> weekend, and I start staring at the ceiling because they were playing Paul Anka-covered Black Hole Sun. <laughs> Which is a hilarious I, cover. Yeah. it was like, because it's like, you know, lounge version, but it's, you know, it's done really well. And it's like, right. it comes on and I'm like, listen, you know, I'm like hearing it in the background because I'm at the restaurant with my mom and then I'm just like, am I hearing what I think I'm hearing?
1: I think Richard Cheese did it also.
2: I think the Paul Anka version is the one that people know though. It like, And I'm not okay. sure that Richard Cheese did. i I. I, I might still have my Richard Cheese album. It's like, it sounds, you think it sounds like Richard Cheese, but it's Paul Anka.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I, I well, Either way. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great, it really is a great album. I wasn't huge into Soundgarden up until this. So, of course, I go with their big commercial breakthrough because, you know, I suck. But, uh... <laughs>
2: But yeah, this yeah, this was in the period where I didn't buy CDs unless I liked three singles that I heard on the radio, and it was like, all right, now I'm willing to spend the money on the C D because I like at least three songs off this album.
1: Right, right. Mike, do you have any thoughts on Super Unknown? No.
3: Yeah, uh, Soundgarden Soundgarden wasn't really, really wasn't really my thing at the time. Okay. That's
1: fair.
4: Yeah, for the most part uh, Soundgarden is super unknown to me.
1: <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did.
4: I saw an opening and I took it. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, this, was, all this right. was one of the albums yep. and I, I again still have my copy from the nineties. I nice. never I never pawned it off.
1: <laughs> um all right, Joe, what do you got for us next? All right, my next one is
3: the debut album of the, the hatingest brothers and all of Britpop, And that's <laughs> Oasis. Definitely maybe.
0: Just wanna fly Lately It's where I feel a pain In the morning rain I've sold you to the bed
1: <laughs> oh my god! I remember when this album came out, and all their well, interviews you know, it, it, had to be subtitled.
3: Well, it's it, it's funny because again, it's one of those things. It, I always find I'm always fascinated by bands whose sophomore albums are their breakout albums. Yep. Because then you go back to their like debut album, And you're like, this isn't the same band. But with Oasis, <laughs> it's pretty much Oasis. It's pretty much in the they're the, pretty much the same band. You, You've you've heard one Oasis album. You pretty much heard them all, but it's yeah. very much. It's very much again typical Oasis in your face, just a wall of sound. But it it, it doesn't have that that Beatles tinge. I don't think. I, I don't think. Anyways, it doesn't have that Beatles tinge that um, "What's the Story Morning Glory" gets
1: uh, painted with. Right. Well, it's also this album is more underproduced. Yeah, it's a very that's yeah, it's way Morning more glory. Than, yeah. Yeah. But I remember like Live Forever was one of those songs that just it always just kinda hung out behind the curtain. It was always there. Mm-hmm. But it was like they like, I keep going back to MTV and it's weird because like nineteen ninety four for me was like a banner year for MTV. They used Live Forever for everything. I remember during like the video music awards. They used it when they were showing, like you know, his best you know, their best pic- one of their best picture nominees was Interview with a Vampire, and they used Live Forever, and I'm like, that's perfect. That's a perfect use of this song.
3: Yeah, and Live Forever, Rock and Roll Star. Yeah, I mean, just just the way it opens up, it's just in your face. Which it yeah. was was so different. Again, you know, you you, you mentioned their their rivalry with blur. But it is so different to what was coming out of Britain, at you know any kind of bridge the mu- British music scene at the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it's interesting it. too because, like, like Shane in the last episode brought up uh, Blur's Park Life, and Park Life is just so it's so upper class oh, to God, Blur's yeah. working class, just in terms of how the music is presented, the production style of the music. Is so it, it's it's very much a working class, you know. I wouldn't be shocked if they were opening beer bottles with their with their teeth, you know, while they were singing type of of music. Yeah. So, and again, yeah, they, I mean, they it, subtitled it, all their interviews.
3: And again, I mean, it was you know it was a solid debut, but yeah, I mean, what's the story? Of Morning Glory is like, definitely an improvement over this. You know right now, if only they'd stop beating each other up we'd be you know we'd be cold
1: yeah <laughs> all right Mike what's up next
4: uh, um, next uh, I think I'll go with uh, Brian White's self-titled debut album
5: happens all the time to people that I know. Their
0: wishes all come true, so I've got to believe that there's still someone out there who is meant for only me. I guess I must be wishing on someone else's star. Seems like someone else keeps getting what I'm wishing for. Why can't I be as lucky as those other people out? I guess I must be wishing on someone else's star. Um.
4: Okay, yep. Yeah, and like uh, his his like number one single off of that, really like is the first time anyone had ever heard of this guy, was someone else's star, and that one really kind of took a lot. Took, mm-hmm. it, it it really hit number one. I, I I think it hit number one. If it didn't hit, it hit pretty darn close in the country uh, charts. Um, yeah, but yeah, and that was enough to get me to buy his album. And um, looking through my CD collection i realized i've actually got two of this album don't know where the other one really yeah I, I i'm just going through the list i'm like wait a second i have this album out but i see the album there um but anyway um so yeah i just bought the album from that one song and it turns out he's got uh, quite a few good songs on this one so, yeah uh, number one is uh, eugene genius which is just a fun mm-hmm. one to say but um uh This Town is probably my second favorite song on this one. It's he has got a very very light um uh, voice to it. He's you he, pretty young with this one when this album came out, actually. But okay. uh, uh you know, This Town's a good song, Look At Me Now, um Going Going Gone. They're all just like they're it's a he's got a very very young sound to him, but uh, it really works for for uh, this album, and I, it, it, I I still I still think it, I still listen to it. It's still good, some really good songs on it. So
1: okay, yeah, and you know I could tell that the songwriting is because I listened to someone else's star. Uh, yeah. the 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 songwriting in it in and of itself is really good. I mean, it's not my brand of vodka, but it is definitely I could understand why people would would like that song.
4: Yeah. But no, if that one's not your brand of vodka, try listening to This Town because that one's a little bit more. I guess you know, someone else's star is a little bit more like you know, romantic pop ballad. This Town is a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, uh, not hard country, but it's a little bit more you know upbeat and types, uh, but kind of darker type thing, town type thing. Okay. Yeah, it, I, I, really, I, I was surprised how much I really enjoyed the uh, the full album, because again, just buying it off that one song, because I, I really didn't love someone else's star, but the, the rest of the songs were actually really solid, so apparently uh, that's the reason I bought it twice.
1: Yeah, you were definitely in high school then, because that's the thing I did in high school, you know, I love one song, buy the entire album, how bad yeah. could it, oh, it's bad.
4: <laughs> if anyone wants a copy, I got one for free. <laughs>
1: that's our giveaway folks All right. right, so I'm going to grab the next one here as Shane brought this up on episode 1 but I gotta stop for a bit we gotta talk about live throwing copper
5: from my tree just
0: yet
2: Oh my god, this album. <laughs> this album, oh
1: my god. This might be my favorite album of 1994. Just because I keep every time I go back and I listen to it, I am reminded of how amazing this album is. It's and a really how good just album. every album. This sounds so different than almost everything that was on even alt-rock radio at the time. I mean, stuff like Selling the Drama, you know, which is their lead-off single, sounds like a basic alt song. And then I Alone comes out. It's just like, it changes up tempos. It changes up how it does, how it really conducts its business. I'm not even going to talk, I mean, really not even going to talk about Lightning Crashes, which is a great song. But it's like, not even one of my favorite songs on this album top and iris though are two oh, of iris, my absolute oh. fi- iris iris is, is such so a good, good. song yeah because it's again it just takes you in so many different directions and it's you could always tell listening to subsequent live albums how much they were chasing this dragon they really wanted to get this sound back and it, it you know yeah, it, it works yeah. to an extent um you know, Secret Samandhi, which comes out a couple of years later, is like, okay, I can tell it's live. I know it's live. <laughs> but – um, and there was another – I don't remember what the other album was that followed that one, the one with Dolphins Cry. And it was like, okay, so they're, they're moving the, opposite, the other direction of Throwing Copper. But I just – I remember picking up this album based on the strength of selling the drama and I Alone. And I was just like, this album – has no right being this timeless. I, mean, I was talking about 30 years from now, like I just bought it yesterday. Because every time I listen to it, no matter how many times I listen to it, I feel like it's the first time I'm listening to it.
2: Yeah, it's so good. Uh, speaking of, so you mentioned lightning crashes. You didn't want to talk about it because it's not your favorite. Uh, there was a guy in college in one of my Spanish classes who lived in Texas. Ah. and. uh uh, he was in like he was in like one of the improv troops on campus, and so he was he was really funny. And because he was like I'd never seen snow, so like he was late to class the one of the first days it snowed at, at college. So it was like everybody uh-huh. go out and get a snowball, and we're all gonna nail him when he comes to class. We did. <laughs> but anyway, he mentioned that he had put Lightning Crashes on repeat when he was driving back to school. Oh, in Massachusetts from Texas.
1: Oh, my, oh
2: God. my God! And he loved it so much. And that guy was well, but, that guy was that point, so he, nice. Yeah, he was so nice and generous and fun that, like, so so hearing lightning crashes. I'm like, you know, it, it it's still it is like it is a good song. It's not necessarily the best song on this album, but like I have such fond right. memories from college because of that guy and that song. But I'm, yeah. I'm looking happy now. And speaking of jewel cases <laughs> that have broken, I'm like. Yes, this is one that broke. I can tell because I've got, like, a whole yeah. red, like, generic disc back on this one. And I picked that because it went with the album cover.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just... Hey, if you're driving from Texas to Massachusetts, though, you better be able to hit hit that final... I could feel it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this is... And this is the beauty of this album is is that unlike I mean we've talked a lot about a lot of like the, you know these this face melting grinding rock, and this isn't that album. no, this is way way more thoughtful, it's very insightful. Um, yeah. m- musically, it's just it's 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 very rich musically too, but yeah, just chef's kiss all around for for throwing copper. I love this album. All right, then. <laughs> <And Mike's laughs> like, I haven't listened. I listened to the, th- the three songs you threw on there. <laughs> well,
4: and they were okay. It's not to yeah. my taste. Sorry.
1: Right. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Uh, Catherine, you're up one. next. Yeah. Yeah. All
2: right. You're up next, Catherine. No, no. All right. I'm going to change up a little bit, and I'm going to talk about uh, the Brian Setzer Orchestra's debut album.
5: Now if you ever plan the motor west Travel my way, take the highway, that's the best or Get your kicks on Route 66 It winds from Chicago to L.A. than 2,000 miles all the way or Get your kicks on Route 66.
0: Go through St. Louis,
5: Chaplin, Missouri, Oklahoma City, looking my pretty. You'll see Amarillo, Gallup, New Mexico, Black, Arizona. Don't forget one on a Boston, Reno, San Bernardino. Don't you get it to this timely tip when you make all that California trip?
1: Get your kicks on Route 66. Ooh, yeah. That was interesting hearing Route 66 done by somebody else that wasn't Depeche Mode. So, excellent.
2: Yeah. So, the other thing that was coming up in the 90s, you know, Swing Kids came out in 93. And uh, Blast from the Past is around here, too. It was like It was a 50s revival was going around mm-hmm. and it had been it had been coming up you know we talked about that you know being something in the late 80s and then like you know they went to the 50s and then they went back and we're going into like the 40s music and the 30s music and uh brian setzer has always been into rockabilly and swing and so like he did the stray cats and he did the rockabilly in the 50s style. And he was like, yeah, but I want to do what I really want to do. And so he went with the Brian Setzer Orchestra and went more 40s and 30s. Right. And, you know, and getting up, you know, a little later in the 90s, I got into the swing dance scene and got into the Lindy Hop scene. And so this is kind of like, yeah, I and I still I still love that time. I love that dance. It's a lot of fun. I hate West yeah. Coast Swing. West Coast Swing is what white people did to it.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> you know and what the, funny, just, the, the best part about it, too, is that Brian Setzer really kind of – this was like he pioneered that modern the, – the modern swing movement. And then it just became a bunch of failed punk bands. They're like, <laughs> okay, what if we throw on suits? Yeah, the, you he,
2: know, we – we listened to them, and and I think we got to dance to some of them live. But like, yeah, they. Yeah. He still he they, they were trying to like they were like we're gonna do this thing and he's like I am this thing. Well, I mean, I mean, for him, what I have, for, he, he was. Well, I mean, never doing anything a, else.
3: No, I mean, for him, it was a natural progression when you think about it, because I mean, he started out as a rockabilly. Mm-hmm. You know, rockabilly was a thing, and rockabilly is an outgrowth of swing music.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he probably he probably like I can't even remember if this is true, but he probably wanted to do this in the first place. And people were like, no, 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 there's no room for that. and He went with the 50s thing that was coming up in the 80s. And then like the 90s happened, he was like, all right, now I'm going to transition. And and have my own. Uh, you know, there was the Glenn Miller group. Now there's going to be my group.
1: Right. And, and that's and that's the thing, too, is that, you know, even you go you go back to the Stray Cats and you could tell there was an appreciation for the style of music. Yeah. And he just he he's he's very much a music historian, which I really appreciate.
2: Yeah, so yeah, he was he was it's not like he was doing it because he was like, this is what I'm going to do to make money. He was like, this is who I am. You can come with me or you can get off the bus. Right. Yeah, he didn't he didn't care. That was what that's that's the music he loved. And that was what he was going to do. And that that gives it an authenticity. Oh,
1: well, absolutely. I, I, I definitely agree with that, too. So excellent. Well, I think this just turned into the you and me conversation here. I think we got to move on to Joe now. <laughs> okay.
3: All right. My next one is another debut album. Uh, no need to argue about the cranberries.
1: <laughs> was this their debut I,
2: album? No, I thought they I had that album so. that came out in oh, right, ninety three. So,
1: yeah, take a look at that because I remember like I, doing the Wikipedia thing because they're never wrong. Um, <laughs> I think their second. This was their ninety four was the release. Oh, second, of their Yeah, second, 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 second yeah, second album. Right, okay. So this is the one I that definitely. has "Zombie" on it zombie, and yes. um, yep. "Zombie" and "Salvation." I think are the two big songs off of this one. Yeah. Linker? Linker was the the first album. Linger uh, yeah, was the yeah. first album.
2: Oh, okay. I I know I I know I got this album from the Columbia Record Club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, don't know, I think I owe my left nut from getting this one from BMG. I think it's just. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh, was that what I did? I think I was BMG, not Columbia.
1: Uh, I was. Uh, I, I, I was Columbia. I was Whatever, definitely
2: are all Basically the same thing. Oh, yeah, but
3: But yeah, no, this is I I enjoyed this album. Um you know, and yeah, and you think thinking about it, it is it was their second album after um everybody does it why don't we. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, which had some great songs, but this has some pretty good songs too if you go beyond Zombie and stuff like that. So
1: Yeah, Salvation was an interesting song too because I feel like it, it had a lot It had a lot of great energy to it but because Zombie was just I mean Zombie well, the thing powerhouse. is Zombie
3: dominated this yeah like you said this, Zombie was their primary single off this album basically it was just got so much airplay it pretty much drowned yeah. out everything else from this album.
1: Right. Exactly. But it's, you know, it's the Cranberries and, you know, it's their their 90s output was actually really, really great. Oh,
2: God. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And of course, you know, at uh, fantasy live action role playing, uh, everybody with a guitar loved to do zombie because we were eventually going to fight zombies at some point that weekend.
3: (laughs) Well, that that Wonderwall hadn't come out yet. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's that's
1: next year, Joe. (laughs) <laughs> That's next year. You know, Anybody who's got an acoustic guitar in their house has to learn how to play it so we can all play it like at the same time like uh like all the Kens <laughs> did with uh Matchbox 20's push. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: I'll play um, the drums. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, overall a yeah, good album. Good al- good yeah. a, a solid sof- uh, sophomore effort
3: from from the cranberries.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, considering how timeless zombie has become, they definitely there was no sophomore slump with it this. And that's kind of the big thing in mean, the 90s there was you know, we're going to talk about one of your bands and and, and you know, I, and your next go around, Joe, they had a they had a horrific sophomore slump. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, they but, lived off their their first album. And why wouldn't you? But we'll get to that in and just a little bit. But after we but, hear from Mike,
2: I was just going to point out that Bad Wolves oh, brought yeah. back very, you know, in the last couple years. Yeah. And, and Bad Wolves has that's stood terrible. up as a as a band all on their own. They're not like one of those bands that's like, we're going to do a cover of an awesome song and then fade away. No, they have their own yeah. awesome songs. But yeah, they were they they did an excellent cover of it and updated it for the years that we're living in now.
1: But, yeah, yeah I remember we, we talked about that on our covers episode
2: oh yeah yeah
1: it was right after Dolores had died too so it was like
2: exactly it was a big yeah, deal she, that
1: you know, they'd gotten the permission to do it
2: yeah and I think she was she was supposed to sing and perform in it um you yeah. know, they, they'd gotten that arrangement and then uh, uh it was it was very sad but anyway Mike,
1: right,
0: yeah. Mike. hi what's up
1: what's your next song I know. Your next album.
4: Uh, For my next album, I think I'll go with Colin Ray Extremes.
0: Is it too much to think that we could have it all?
4: This is his uh, third studio album. Um, he's he's just got such a, such a just a, such a solid voice. Uh, I've I've always loved Colin Ray's voice. Um, he's, he, yeah. Um, I mean the 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 one song I'm, I didn't realize I, could, I forgot I put could put more than one song on these playlists. <laughs> um, but the one song I put on this one is kind of the the most fun song from this one um from this album Uh, that's my story yeah and it basically is just it's just a really fun song of of like in the scenario is if it's he's like trying to explain like his wife like is kind of suspicious where he's been all night he's like oh yeah i just fell asleep in the hammock he's like yeah no you put the hammock in the in the attic he's like well that's my story i'm sticking to it yeah and um it, it just turns out he was like playing like playing poker with his buddies all night but um yeah just the fact that each with each chorus, his "That's My Story" just becomes like a little bit more. That's that's my story, and I'm stick, sticking with it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. He, uh, he's also got a song on this one. The the fourth song it's called "Little Rock," and that one, that one got a lot of playla- playlists, playlist. And the um music video was actually um like, sponsored by Al-Anon, because it's all about like uh, a guy who was an alcoholic and he's, he's like trying to come clean. And I, uh, by, you know, just getting some, uh, just a bunch of uh, random jobs in little rock. Uh, it's a very yeah. slow, very, very touching song. Um, he's also, you know, he's got, um, you know, my kind of girl, which is a really fun song. Uh, he's also got uh, another song on this one called if I were you, um, and that one—that one's a really, really good one. I think he actually released it on his first album, but I think he like did a kind of a new version for this one. And this is the one that I, I think everyone remembers.
1: But, okay.
4: Yeah. Um. Those are my four, like four of my favorite songs on this one. But the whole album's, I think, is really, really good. I, I just love Comrie's voice. He's so—it's so clean. It's so just soulful, almost.
1: Yeah. Well, listening to that's my story. It, it you know I talked about this earlier about kind of like that, like that bar type of so that. That definitely sounds like something you know. You you pop it on the jukebox. Oh yeah. You know, well, order up how, a couple like, of bottles of bud. Then
4: <laughs> yeah, especially how like especially in like later choruses, he has that like that's my story, and he's got a backup chorus like that's my story. It's like you could totally see like someone sing that, and then having the whole crowd, "Yeah, that's my story."
1: Some dude singing into a bottle. It's
4: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that's the most funnest song of this one. But yeah, you, you listen to Little Rock. It is a really, really touching song, and his voice suits it so wonderfully.
1: So, yeah, yeah it was. It. I mean, what what I heard, which was the one song, it had a lot of energy to it. So. Yeah. All right. So it's up to me now. And I'm going to bring up the debut album, the blue album by Weezer.
0: Oh. Weezer. Sad to see her like that Please don't
1: Weezer, Weezer. this man, this band, (laughs) you want to talk to get divisive. Now you talk about like old Weezer versus new Weezer. But I loved this. I played the hell out of this album. I think just behind Throwing Copper, I think I listened to this album more than anything else in like the the years after 94. (laughs) It's just it's got such a great energy to it. It's it's a lot of fun. One of their biggest hits is actually not even one of my favorite songs of theirs. I do not care all that much for Buddy Holly. I know the novelty <laughs> of the video was the, the the novelty of the video was there because they integrated themselves Forrest Gump style into the Happy Days uh, set. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, they really—I mean—they won me over with the the Undone the Sweater song, but. When you when you open up the album with something like My Name Is Jonas, um, which just starts really quiet and then just these pounding alt rock guitars, and then you end it with Only in Dreams, which is eight minutes of this great bass solo. It's just it, it, overall just 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 head to tail. This album is just it, just full of just great little tracks. Other than only in dreams, I think everything else is like under three and a half minutes long.
3: I I love this album; it's so much fun to listen to. I I had an opposite experience where I love Buddy Holly, and that's the song that made me get the album, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually a wicked good album." The entire the entire because I went into it going. Oh, okay. They, you know, it's, it's got this one song that I like and that kind of, it's, you know, it's got me hooked, It's got a good hook to it. I'm, I'm not going to get into yeah. the other ones. Nope. I, as soon as I listen to the other, the front, like you said, right from the start, it's like, yeah, I'm yep. in, I am all in on this. And I've been, yeah. I've been a Weezer and, fan si- since.
1: Yeah. It's, um, surf Sir, uh, wax USA is such a, it's such a fun song as well. I mean, this is, like, I remember listening and, to this album and was, that was one of my favorite songs just the the whole the, the whole like it, they, they get the whole surf thing going but yeah you know and and Sophia loves this album this is one of her favorite oh. albums nice yeah this is but
3: we, we were to pick li- up
1: but
3: we, well, we were listening we yeah um, a couple years ago I took her to uh, anime Expo in um, in Boston mm-hmm. and we were in the car bebopping along to this this entire album yeah. Nice.
1: So, yeah, this is a phenomenal album. I just probably going to listen to more. But I keep seeing it, like, on vinyl. I'm like, I've got to pick this one up. What's wrong with me? Sophia's got it on vinyl. Nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, we were listening to the uh, the playlist, and some of the Weezer songs came on, and my husband was like, I, I didn't realize this song was that old.
3: Oh, yeah. Well you realize when Weezer yeah. was on the uh on the Mallrats soundtrack and Mallrats came out in ninety five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just great. I mean, and this I mean again, this is an album that sounds timeless. Like there's no possible way this album turned thirty. <laughs> just how, how is this even possible? But all right. Well, we can move on then because we're starting to run long here. I think we've each got two, and I think we've got a couple of honorables here. Uh, Catherine, what's next up on your list?
2: All right. Next, I would like to talk about Allison Chains' Jar of Flies.
0: Hey, I-
2: Which is a Inter-
1: uh, interesting choice. I was I was like I looked at it and was like, oh, OK, this doesn't have that song on it. This doesn't have that song on it. But go ahead. Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. But this is the song that has this is the album that has the songs on it that I like. And I think it was I think it was like a. it was almost an EP. You know, it's not technically an EP, but it was like. A short album of stuff. Uh-huh. And I just like I love Don't Follow. The journey of that song is amazing. And then again, uh, uh, we're going through the, uh, the, the the resurgence of Swing and they had Swing on This and Whale and Wasp mm-hmm. are really cool, like, you know, eight beat, eight count songs that you can swing to. And it's just, yeah, I, you know, looking at this now, I'm like, I, yep, I don't don't follow them. stuck in my head right this minute.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, what uh you have on there for your? Oh, don't follow Swing on This, Whale and Wasp. Okay.
2: Yeah, don't Don't Follow was the one I put on originally when I was only putting on one song and I've added Swing on This yeah. and Whale and Wasp. But yeah, don't follow. And uh but yeah, there's this album, you know, has a bunch of great stuff on it.
1: Yeah, it's it's still I think it's a it's still a really good album. It's just I was I don't know. I was expecting that, like, again was going to be on this one, and it wasn't.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a.
1: Th- well,
3: the thing is, I, my introduction to Alice and Change was Don't Get Me Wrong. So.
2: Oh, yep. yep right. Yep.
3: Yeah, from the Clerk soundtrack.
1: the Clark soundtrack. <laughs> Which we briefly touched on in episode one. We, he, we, yes, we did. Nice callback, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> so we got anything else we want to say about Alice in Chains before we uh, move on to Joe's fourth pick?
2: Apparently not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I'm listen, sorry, listen. Catherine. It's just like it's it's just I don't you know, what there was just something about Alice in Chains that like they kind of started to slide off after other bands that were definitely aping their sound. Started talking around, you know. Like we talked about Stone Double Pilots earlier, and it's like, yeah, they kind of had that sound. They like they sounded like a, you know, a blend of Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains for the core album. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. Then there's Alice in Chains. <laughs> yeah, then yeah, there's the actual Alice in
2: Chains. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I like Jar of Flies is because it's you know the songs that are on it um, are good. And solid and, uh, again, like, Don't Follow has a whole lot to it. It's not just, like, you start out and right. then it's like, then something else happens and then something else happens and then you come back to the beginning. And so there's there's a whole, uh, a journey. But then yeah. they have like, a couple things, like, like, Swing on This and Whale and Wasp are much more different than everything else of that time. Right. So. That's why that's why that's the album I still have as opposed to having fun. I could use two bucks. I'm going to bring this one back to uh, Newbury Comics to sell.
1: <laughs> oh, OK, Joe, what's what's next up on your list? All right. Next
3: one is. I enjoyed it at the time. I really liked it. The problem is it became the epitome of 90s dude. Dude, bro, <laughs> rock and roll. And that is the hoodie and the blowfish. <laughs> oh my god, I cracked rear view. Cracked rear. Yesterday,
5: I saw you standing there. Your hair was down, your eyes were red. No, coma on, touch your hair. I said, get away.
3: I I am not ashamed to admit That I loved this album When I was in my junior year in college And because it got so much airplay But the problem is It became like sports anthem Central Yeah and I think it had to do with the video Because of the videos Because they had like Every mid-90s
1: sports stars In their videos Oh, God, it just... Because it, it, the funny thing is is that the songs are really catchy. That's right. That's the thing. They're very catchy. They're very,
3: they're easy easy to listen to. Don't really require yep. a lot of thought. And it's just like, okay,
1: yeah, this is fun. This is nice. I enjoy this. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah, and they were everywhere. By, 90, by 95, but, oh, my God, they were everywhere. Right, and then they kind of flamed, like you said, they flamed out real quick. That second album, man, that second album was a train record. It was, uh, <laughs> which was just, yeah, that that's a Todd of the Shadows thing. Uh, it just, like, <laughs> it sold a ton of, it sold a ton of copies in its its, its first week, and then, like, a month later, the, people were buying them out of the used CD bin. Yep. It's just, you know, it's like, okay, I think I got all I can out of this man. And now, you know, Mike brought up on uh, part one that Darius Rucker is now, like, a very successful country star, which, you know, good for him that he's able to maintain some, some stardom afterwards. But the fact that it's a black man succeeding in country, that, that takes some doing. So good for him. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. Not gonna lie.
1: No, it doesn't. In fact, it didn't wasn't Tracy uh, Chapman the first uh, black woman to ever win a country music award?
4: I would not at all doubt it.
1: Okay, yeah, cuz she wrote Fast Car, which is now, you know, making its well, making its well, way well, around they, the track. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well she just
3: had a they just uh, she and Luke Combs just did a um duet during the Grammys. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was the thing was that he liked the song and he respects her, you know.
3: He's Right. He he not, he wrote yeah, he did a cover of it. Yeah, which got a lot of airplay.
2: Yeah, but he knows where it came from and he was like you know, he's like, Hey, hey, hey. That was yeah, that it, was that was what I heard. Yeah. It was like he was you know, at the Grammys he was like, Hey, it's not like I wrote this. I'm a this is a cover. Yeah. Let me respect the artist.
1: Right. And you know, he's he's done a lot to res- to respect Tracy Chapman and I'm so glad that she's kind of having her resurgence cuz you know, we don't talk about her all she that much it. but my gosh, yeah, she, she wrote her, a lot it. of great music. Absolutely. So. Joe, anything else you want to say about Hootie and his Blowfish? Uh, no, that's that's yeah, that's all I got. <laughs>
2: Hootie, the hell Oh, by
1: the way, anyways. The
2: Bitten Jerry Maguire. <laughs>
1: Oh,
3: God. They were Smash Mouth before Smash Mouth was a thing.
2: Yeah. I was like, just yeah. The fit oh, and Jerry Maguire where uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character is like, I am not Hootie!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that's got to be, that's the other thing, too, is poor Darius was just like, dude, my name is not Hootie. Stop calling me Hootie. My name is not Hootie. <laughs> then
4: you shouldn't have called himself right.
1: so Hootie. Well, he didn't call himself Hootie. I'm sure th- there's got to be like some fun—that's some story funny only to the band about why they got that name. Um, you
3: know what,
1: D- D- Diane's best friend is actually very close with the
3: band, so I should ask her how, how they oh, yeah. came up with the name.
2: That would be yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. So, all they'll right, make that. make that my, I'll make yep. that my mission. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, we, Excellent.
2: We need that information.
1: So, Mike. Yes. What's up next to you?
4: All right. Next, I'm going to go with um, what might be my first or second favorite um, country group of all time. That's uh, Diamond Rio with uh, okay. their album, Love a Little Stronger.
0: You know all about the way I feel inside. You know how hard I try. That don't mean that I can't love a little stronger, dig a little deeper, go a little farther, anything to please you, girl. Tonight I'm gonna start all over, show you, girl, what's in my heart. All right,
4: um, I mean, I brought I brought up Dumb Rio I think last year.
1: Um, you, you've definitely brought them up a couple of times, I think.
4: Yeah, yeah and definitely. we're. I I think the next year might be my favorite album of theirs, but this one's still really a good one. Um, you know, obviously the title track, love a little stronger, it might I think is their biggest one for this one. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, finish what we started. Night is falling in my heart. Uh, all really good songs, and they've yeah they I love how they uh, they also have some nice fun songs because uh, they got one on this one called Bubba Hyde, and it, it's just uh, just a really fun song. Um, I I love how I just their their harmonies are second to only my uh, I think the, their harmonies are second to my favorite um, country group of all time. Which is Rascal Flats. but Diamond Rio has got a lot of really good, really solid harmonies. They're uh, one of the few groups I know that actually uses a mandolin um, in a lot of their songs, and um, also they, they've got a song on this one called Appalachian Dream, which is actually right. instrumental. Um, they, they, um, yeah, they, they, Every now and then, on a, on several of their albums, will actually have just an instrumental song. Which is kinda cool and very unique for a country group.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
4: Yeah. yeah. But that's I, all I gotta say I, about
1: that. Okay, I was gonna say I feel bad again. I can't really talk much else to it.
4: That's alright. That, I mean that's their third album. When we get to um Drill four, that that's a really nah. solid one. Yeah, one. Then we will stand up and pay attention.
1: All right, so <laughs> next year.
4: Um, yes, yes, next year.
1: These country artists that just keep dropping albums Maybe. every year.
4: Maybe.
3: Yeah, no yeah. kidding.
1: They're just. All right, so I'm going to bring up another one here. Uh, this one, fun piece of trivia, the best selling independent album of all time nice. Smash by The Offspring.
3: I love this album.
1: Oh it's my so god! Good. This album, this album took me by surprise because I thought these guys were idiots at first. Because I love "Come Out and Play," but it felt like such a novelty song. And then I realized that's their mo. Gonna, <laughs> they, they essentially kick off every album with something that sounds like a novelty song. I mean, you know, you go back to Ixnay on the Ombre, which I think was their third album. Yeah. After you know, this is a, Third after this one, and that had pretty fly for a white guy on there. And I'm like, oh, this is what they do.
0: But this album
1: is solid. But you solid commercial punk. You
3: listen to song you listen to songs like self esteem and you listen to the lyrics. Yeah. You're like, oh wow. This this is not just there is more to this song than what you see in this there's more to this band than what you see on the
1: surface. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean they had, you know, they 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 they, they kept it light. They kept, even even something like self esteem, which you know it's got some great lyrics in there, is still having fun with it, and that's, right, that's it's,
3: it's, I, it's it's like it's like it's like that trend where you 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 listen to a song, you you love the harmony, you're bebopping along, then you listen to the lyrics, and you're like, oh my god, should I feel bad about this? <laughs>
1: Oh, it's what I love. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know,
3: like "Self Esteem" is one of those songs. You like you listen to the lyrics, you are like, "Oh, dude, you are you need help, man. Go go see a therapist." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: and you are also like you
3: are, you you, you, you are in not in a healthy. You, it's like you are not in a healthy situation.
1: Yeah, I you know but th- some of the other songs too. I mean. um... Just like Nitro, just kicking it off with Nitro, um, you know we're not the ones. There's just all these different songs that they, they've got great guitar riffs. They really utilize. I I, I love punk that utilizes bass, like mm-hmm. heavy bass. Like there's that you know you get the bass solos in Self Esteem, but it's all over the album. And oh, then yeah. when you learn that like most of the guys in this band were goddamn rocket scientists. Exactly, that's the other thing. There is legitimately a rocket scientist. Right. You're like,
3: dude, you rock, man. You are just like this is awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is so it's just such such an amazing album. Such an amazing album. And again, it's just one of those things I picked up on a kind of like a whim, you know, back in the days when I had expendable cash. And it was like, I'll pick it up. Oh my god, this thing's amazing. It's like you'd spread the gospel of this album, like honestly. Throwing Copper and this were albums that I, you know, I, to, I have to tell you about this. I have to tell you about this. And yeah, I did not realize until somewhat recently that this album was released on Epitaph Records, which was the same, which Was um, the uh, God? I can't remember the, his name, but the guy, the lead singer of uh, Bad Religions record label so this was a minuscule record label that put out this you know multi-platinum album
2: cool
1: so it's it's pretty impressive
2: i know it's a really good album
1: so before we um go into our final Picks here, does anybody have any honorable mentions that they want to mention that d- that might have just not made the cut?
2: I'm also put uh, purple oh. by Stone temple pilots on here because it came out and we hadn't mentioned it elsewhere, but it definitely deserved mention,
1: yeah, yeah, I think we, we kind of like we alluded to it on part That's one so that it's yeah it's a, it's it's a departure from core.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they were actually allowed to kind of be their own band for you know,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, but there's so many good
3: songs, and Inter- it's Interstate Love Song. Oh, oh I yep. love that song. That is that is that uh, is arguably one of the best STP songs ever. But I mean, yeah, there's hardly a bad track on this album. Yeah, I mean Interstate Love Song, Pretty Penny. Yeah. Unglued. Ah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, so many. Silver Gun Superman. I saw STP live
1: on this tour. Oh, you lucky bastard. In you Worcester. Lucky bastard. Yeah. Actually, the aforementioned on part one, Jawbox, was one of their opening bands. The other band was the Meat oh, really? Puppets. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Big Empty. Big Empty's another good one.
1: Yeah. Lounge well, Fly. that was also on the Crow soundtrack. Yep. Great album.
4: I. I when you guys mention STP, I wish I'd, you'd like, at least start with Dome Temple Pilots, because whenever oh, you mentioned STP, I'm like, Motor Oil? What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, um, Mike, did you have any honorables on your list that you wanted to quickly go yeah, over? Yeah, I, I, have, uh, I have a couple. Um, I, I mentioned I mentioned
4: little Texas already. But um, Blackhawk uh, is a, another country group. Uh, their first album came out this year. It's it's a good one, but really, there's only two songs I, I really, really love. Uh, Goodbye Says It All, and the one, my favorite one is I Sure Can Smell the Rain. And, the you know, those are good ones. Um, Travis tritt got a really good album, this one, 10 uh, Feet Tall and Bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there's really only a couple of songs off them, one I really, really love. But, um, uh, the music view for uh, Tell Me I Was Dreaming is heartbreaking. It's actually, he, he does a couple of um, music videos where he plays this, like, uh, I think a Vietnam War vet who's, like, kind of uh, ah. who, who, um, he's, uh, I think he lost his legs, and he in the first music video, he kind of reconnects with his, he, he's in this uh, training center, he has to be uh, told to he, he's encouraged to reconnect with his old flame, and they finally get together. Tell me, I was dreaming. Um, it, it's a, a continuing story of them, and um, it, it it doesn't have a happy ending. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow, country song with a sad, sad
1: ending. Jesus, yeah, oh, the, I know. The music
4: video is 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 really heartbreaking. And, oh
1: but, man.
4: Yeah, but I mean the the album is good. Just I've yeah, he's got better ones. Um, yeah. Yep. That's so, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, those nice. are my two. Um, those are my two picks.
1: All right. Awesome. So there was one on my honorable mention that was already brought up on part one. Dave uh, McLean brought up uh, Nirvana Unplugged. I do want to give a quick plug to Dave's podcast, The Time Travelers. News and World Report, which is available on Spotify. So, if you're a big fan of David's uh, work, or if you want to check out his work, go to Spotify and subscribe to the Time Travelers News and World Report. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can definitely tell he's got his his heart and soul are, have been invested into this story. So, have at that. But he did mention uh, Nirvana unplugged, which is on my on, on on my honorables. However, we've kind of talked about a lot of my. Mine throughout the, the last two episodes, but there are two we have not. The first one is from the band Magnapop, and the album is called Hot Boxing. I discovered these guys when they opened up for Sugar on the File Under Easy Listening Tour. Um, very very similar in terms of its uh, its musical uh, composure. Very very hard on the guitars. A um, lot of fun. Great. It's just good, fun, upbeat pop punk, and then Helium, Pirate Prude, which I had heard, I, I was first introduced to the band Helium uh, with Beavis and Butthead, when they played, there was a song that they played called um, Love Baby XXX, uh, which is just, it's this droning guitar and bass, it's very psychedelic and very surreal, and they put out this EP, Pirate Prude, which is that. For thirty-five minutes, Um, well worth your time. It's a very short album to listen to, but there's a lot of really great stuff on there. And the lead singer Margot Timoney's voice is just—it's almost like she's forcing a falsetto when she sings, and it works so well for the style of music that she's that she's uh, fronting. And with that, we each have a uh, a final album to wrap us up with. Catherine.
2: Alright. So I always save the best for last. And uh this is Queensrike Promised Land. which is my favorite Queensryche album and one of my favorite albums ever. Uh, the song Bridge off of it was the one that got most radio airplay uh, from what I know. And it's not their best song off the album. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a, uh, you know, a, a guy song about I didn't bond with my dad enough kind of song. But so much more of it is about, like you know, it's it's all about self reflection. I think. But so many of the other songs are so much better, and I could tell yeah, nobody else has listened to it.
1: <laughs> I listened to oh, I listened to the song that you, I, I listened to. I am. I. Um, it's just you know, it's just me kind of being like. I'm I'm stuck in a rut with with Queensryche. Right? Not so much because I think that they were at this point we're still putting out really good music because uh, they still had Jeff Tate in the band, but it's just it's really you know maybe it's the nostalgia speaking. But after Mind Crime and Empire, it's like they put out other things. <laughs> that's a that's a me problem. That's not a that's not an everyone yeah, problem. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. me problem. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Mind Mind Crime is good. And Empire is good, but I I think Promised Land is so much better if you listen to it soup to nuts.
4: Okay. Yeah, I listened Fair to this song on the playlist today as well. And it's, it's just it, not my taste, sorry.
2: Well, yeah, it's yeah. definitely, yeah, I wouldn't think you'd like it. Um, yeah. But it's also a, you know, it's, it's, you know, kind of along the lines of a, a downward spiral of a, you know, Screw you. I'm going to be me. You don't like me? Fine. I don't care. I am myself. Mm. But there's also a lot of self-reflection, like disconnected is like uh, you know I'm I'm by myself alone in this world. I need to be, I, I don't feel connected. I want to feel connected. Um, someone else is a good song. Uh, my Global Mind, like like I said, I like. Yeah. I like pretty much, you know. Bridge got overplayed, and you know, it's it's not exactly my song, but pretty much everything else on this album I love. Hmm. And and, you know, way back in the day when we talked about Operation Mindcrime, it was like this was our wall. This was our the wall. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they they don't have a cohesive story in uh, Promised Land, but it's. It's just, oh. Ah! All right. <laughs> I'm sorry you guys don't that, enjoy it as much. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's okay.
3: Again, like I, I said, know, I think
1: it, it, for me, it's a me problem.
3: Yeah, I'm, w- I'm with Andy. It's like, it's a me problem. For me, it's like, oh, wait a second. There's other stuff besides? Okay. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is that, you know, Bridge got overplayed. Or if you, if you called, you know, the rock station and be like, play me some Queens right, They're going to play Silent Lucidity again. Right. <laughs> and it's like no they they rock so much harder than that. And then after this album, I I found that they kind of fell off. I didn't like it so much, but I still love this album. Hmm. And when the downstairs neighbors are being really loud and annoying and running around and screaming, <laughs> I am that's... going to turn up the volume and play Promised Land.
1: Nice. All right, so Joe, what's your what's your final album?
3: My final album is, and of course, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a music album uh, music uh, uh, show if I didn't throw at least one Eric Clapton album in. I was shocked.
1: list.
4: since how long is, has she liked uh, Clapton? I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> but. For me, this
3: is arguably one of his best albums It's called, it's fr- it's called From the Gradle And the reason mm-hmm. I love it Is because all it is Is just straight blues standards Okay, And what it is though And you know it, of course everybody knows Eric Clapton that's how he started Playing the blues and, and stuff like that But if you listen to a lot of the blues On his other albums They're very produced You know they're very kind of Tailor made to a wide audi- Wider audience You know mm-hmm. not, the, not the Hardcore blues listener And From the Cradle Is really kind of a return to roots where he just strips it down to, you know, a four-piece band, and just straight out electric blues, you know, not overproduced. Just, you know, let you know, let the, um, you know, let the over, you know, turn the guitars to overdrive and just let it rip, and it's right. so much fun. Mm. You know, it, it it truly is an an homage to. Blues blues music, you know, to like the yeah. Robert Johnsons and stuff like that. It's so 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 good. <laughs> Interesting. So if you're a fan of blue, if you if you're a fan of blues music, definitely give
1: it a shot. Hmm. Cool. Give that a try sometime. I'm looking for something a little more mellow. <laughs> well Mike, what mellow. you got. No, this oh. is, this is oh, electric
3: okay. blues, Andy. Not not ah. not Delta blues. This is Chicago electric blues.
1: Oh, okay. So I'll I'll listen I'll listen Good. to that then when I'm drinking my Michelobes. <laughs> <laughs> after midnight. All right, all right, Mike. What's your what's your final album?
4: Uh, my final album, as I mentioned in part one, is uh, Tracy Lawrence's "I See It Now."
5: Pulled up to the airport I'm footing But when you stepped off that plane I knew I was your fool My little Texas tornado Blowing me away again I swore it wouldn't happen again But I looked at you and then tumbleweed in a wild west texas wind you're blowing me away
4: again. um i mean i he's he's got a lot of really good songs on here like the title track i see it now um if the world had a front porch texas tornado texas tornado might be my favorite one it, it, that one and i see it now kind of edge each other out Mm-hmm. Um, as any fool can see. But what really made this one pop for me is um, he released music videos for um, I See It Now, If uh, the World Had a Front Porch, Texas Tornado, and, and As Any Fool Can See. And um, what he did was uh, they all had the same director as well. And he actually kind of did a bit of a quantum leap type thing. Um, okay. Okay. So it, like, it, it's the whole it starts with um, Renegades Rebels and ro- music video for Renegades Rebels and Rogues um, where, it, well, it, he like, takes like uh, a music video from an earlier album and it like shows the end of that album. It's like a NASCAR thing and he's like driving the NASCAR and then suddenly it like, has this like, quantum leap effect and it pulls him out of that <laughs> and he pops into Renegades Rebels and Rogues. And so it, the whole whole music video is like switches from like him playing actually playing and singing the song, to him like uh, as like this uh, sheriff in an old west town, and he has to save this woman from a bank that's about to blow up. And then as he's running away from that, he leaps again. He leaps into I See It Now, where he's uh, this uh, kind of farmhand that's helping this uh, woman who's about to lose her farm, and he helps them fix it all up and. Um, and then he leaps out of that into like, uh, as anyone can see, where he's uh, on a pirate ship, and it, it's just—it's a really cool thing uh, that you know he's actually he making continuity between a lot of music videos, and it's just a really cool, fun effect. Um, the music videos themselves are really kind of fun. He's just playing, playing, just playing with that, and it kind of, sort of ends with "As the World," uh, if the world had a front porch. Where it it looks like he was like just kind of in this like weird VR game, yeah. But then, like a like either in the next album or a couple of albums later, they decide to do it again. When the when that same director comes back and, re, and directs it, directs a video, he does another one where he he leaps into another place, and it's just it's a really cool thing. I, I'd never seen anyone ever, ever do kind of like a that with a country music video before.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
4: Yeah, honestly, it's worth looking, it's, like, if, if, like, you don't mind country music, check, I mean, the songs are all really, really good, I really enjoy them, and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's fun just watching these music videos kind of link from one to the other to the other.
1: Yeah, that's, it does I mean, it it definitely sounds interesting, it sounds like you definitely had a concept in place when He's putting that together, so. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So I got one more on my list here. Uh, and that is God, I cannot believe this album's 30 years old. Dookie. Like Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> Dookie! The out at
0: the station. Another urchin snaps and left dead on his own. It makes me.
1: I so I when when this album first came out, I was really dismissive of Green Day because I was like, "Eh, This is all right, this is where punk is going. This is just you know, hot, you know, heavy commercial rotation. You know, it's you know, three snot nosed kids. You know, just, just just rattling off their grapes about jerking off and, uh, you know, feeling sad. And then I went back and I looked at this track list and I was like, I thought half of this album was on another more mature album. Welcome to Paradise <laughs> oh, well, and She are both on Dookie. And I'm like, how is this possible? How, well, how is this possible? Teeth? This album is amazing and it escaped me. Oh, pulling What's teeth! That?
3: Oh, it is pulling teeth. teeth is such such a mature song. For yeah. for, I mean, th- th- let's face it, it's a song about him being domestically abused by his girlfriend. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's some it's, it's, you know something like that was so groundbreaking in
1: 1994. Yeah, yeah, it just I mean, and, and when you think of like the song structure that they're building in too, welcome to paradise. Mm-hmm. It's got like this this great like like that 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 hallway yell toward you know, at the end of the, all the choruses. It's just like, oh my God, I really undersold this album when I when it first came out. But, I mean and then you know you, you look back and you see how well adjusted this band really is, that thirty years later they're still together. They're still putting out yep. music. They're you know, sold out Fenway Park. And, you know, 10 years from now, 10 years from Dookie, they release American Idiot, which is one of the best albums of the 20th century. Yep. Oh, God,
2: and, yeah. And yeah, yeah. And they, they, they still have – they haven't changed their message. They still have the same message, and they have a, yep. a wide reach, and they get to say what they need to say. And also, and Dookie, somebody in the di- on the back of the disc, there's somebody in the crowd of the picture. Dancing with an Ernie puppet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there's just it's, it's,
3: it's always fascinating. Yeah. it's always great too when somebody of our generation gets disappointed by the fact that you know Green Day is so political nowadays. I'm like, have you guys were you guys not listening thirty years ago?
2: It's like right. people who are like playing Rage Against the Machine and they don't get it and Rage Against <laughs> the Machine is like, Do you not understand what machine we were raging against?
1: Dude, you're the machine.
2: <laughs> they weren't, they weren't, list, you know, it's like, you didn't yeah. get it, you weren't listening.
1: I, this album, and even going back and listening to, like, Longview and Bad Case, which were, like, inescapable in the summer of 94, it was just like, wow, these actually really are good songs. I mean, the, just that walking bass riff in, in Longview. Mm-hmm. Is just, it's just, it sounds so good and so, like, musically accomplished for a bunch of guys in their early 20s. Um, but yeah, just going back and, like, She, I, I, I thought that was on, like, a later album. I, you know, Welcome to Paradise, When I Come Around, oh my god, that song. That song's fantastic. That might be my favorite song on the entire album. Castle yeah.
4: that's roots.
1: Yeah. There's a lot that I even I know that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Green Day. I mean, it's just it's it's funny, too, because Jim, you know, told me that they were doing a they were they were doing a drive. I think they were driving out of Disney. It was Jim, Tim and Pat. Huh. And they all stopped that, you know, they needed some music to listen to in the car. So they stopped at Walmart. And, like, Tim grabbed some, you know, butt rock band that Jim was just not going to let him play in the car. Pat cut the best of Jimmy Buffett. And he was like, you can only play that if you can name more than uh, than uh, Margaritaville. He's like, okay, cheeseburger and fries. I'm like, no, you're not playing that. And then so Jim, <laughs> Jim bought Dookie. And it was like, okay, we'll just listen to this. That album is like 28 minutes long. So it's like you're driving down to Florida to the same 28 long minute album. Yeah, you're not getting out of the state with that with that album. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. You're lucky if you pass ta- county lines with that album. But yeah, I'm it's just... On it, lightning
2: it crashes just... on repeat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it! Oh, and with that, I think I think we need to wrap. It's getting late. I'm getting punchy. And we went long on this one because it's Music in 94. So, guys, thank you so much. This, I, I always love our conversations when we talk about music. So thank you so much for get, bringing the goods again every year. It's always, it's always nice to get that. Um, in fact, now that we do the playlists, my kids recognize when I'm listening to, like, the the you know the year playlist. <laughs> yeah, I was driving my daughter somewhere. I was driving, driving my daughter somewhere and I think Mike it was one of your picks. She immediately picked up that it was country. She's like Is this Mike's pick? Are you doing a music in ninety four <laughs> yeah. episode? Like, yes we are <laughs> <laughs> Yay
2: yeah. Yeah, my, husband, my husband did the same thing. He was like so this is Mike
1: <laughs>
4: yep. <laughs> Do I have a type? Is that what you're saying?
1: Oh. Uh. <laughs> it just speaks volumes that Weird Al did not release an album that year. So <laughs> Yeah. That'd be a toss-up between me or Catherine. Yeah, true. True. So that is our conversation on the music of ninety-four. Again, thank you to everybody who contributed that we shouted out on episode one. I do appreciate if you especially if you came back and listened to part two. Um, we don't have a topic for next month yet, So we are gonna figure that out., uh, so we will let you know when that comes around. Um, <laughs> so we'll let you know uh, via our social media, which again is Facebook Kickcelead podcast and at Geek Salad Radio on Twitter. Uh, on Blue Next. Sky and on threads. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm dead naming it like he dead names his child. Uh, Fair enough. And you can check out our archive wherever you get your podcast. And also don't forget check out our YouTube channel, Geek Salad podcast where Mike and I do our uh, weekly movie retro reviews. We're having a grand old time with that. I don't know when this episode is going to land in terms of wh- where we're at for best picture stuff, but we'll figure that out later on. But there's tons of movies that we've we've discussed already, so go back, check out the archive, check out the constant change in backgrounds and uh, Andy's facial hair and you know, <laughs> styles. So, as,
2: as the all show demands. Now
1: that, oh, yes, as the show demands. The Nostradamus spirit, by the way, is gone. So <laughs> so, yep, Long beard is now gone. So, anyway, folks, thanks so much for joining us. Wow! On. And that until fully totally
4: ne- be your pirate name,
1: <laughs> Nostradamus Beard. Yeah, or and Long Nostradamus Beard. Nostradamus okay. beard.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's metaphorical. <laughs> so, anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe.
2: I'm Catherine.
1: Go forth, you be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: David Bowie's... Uh